I run a large practice. I have 15 employed physicians, ophthalmologists. And my greatest challenge is giving them the tools they need to do their job. My name is Jay Wisnicki. I'm an ophthalmologist in Manhattan in New York City. I'm the founder, owner, and medical director of Union Square Eye Care. I've always had to document things in the record. What's different over the last decade or more is the fact that we used to do it on paper, just writing on paper, and now it's more done computer-wise. So the computer does help us because we don't lose charts easily. We can find uh, our charts, and we can also tend to see over time how individual findings change. Um, the ability to bring forward a previous exam is very helpful. It's also sometimes not so helpful because sometimes we bring forward things that are no longer relevant or no longer accurate. So you have to be careful for that. Hi, I'm Brian McPherson, and welcome back to the Athena Health Podcast. We're producing this podcast to help clinicians and staff better utilize Athena One so that Athena One can best support your patient care. In today's episode, we'd like to introduce you to the Clinical Advisory Board. We launched the Clinical Advisory Board about a year ago, bringing about 30 clinicians and clinical IT administrators together with our development teams to provide feedback on features we're actively developing and testing, as well as our long-term vision for Athena One. Our goal is to ensure that the needs of clinicians in our network are always a top priority for the engineers building Athena One software. Later on in this episode, we'll share more about how feedback from clinicians like you influences the way we develop Athena One. The more we hear from you, the better our enhancements can meet the needs of your specialty, cut down on your administrative burden, and reduce burnout. So before electronic health records, it was challenging for us to get access to data. That's the voice of Dr. Neela Jessel, the Chief Medical Officer at Athena Health. Dr. Jessel has used Athena One extensively as a practicing physician and as a system administrator, both in small practice and large practice settings. She came to us at Athena Health in 2021 to help make healthcare technology work better for providers, staff, and patients, and she leads the Clinical Advisory Board. In the paper-based world, you had to call other offices, you had to have them fax you the records or even mail them. So now that challenge has mostly gone away and we actually have the ability now to bring in lots of data into the electronic health record. The challenge is that most of this data comes in mostly uncurated, forcing me, the provider, to sift through it and make sense of it all and put it into context and actually turn it into a story, a story that makes sense to me and allows me to take appropriate care of my patients. Overload is, is where healthcare has always wanted to be. That's Chad Dodd, who leads the clinicals division at Athena Health. It's the ability to have digitized patient data available to a provider. So one of the things we're doing is called experiential interoperability. We're bringing data in from the ecosystem to the provider at the point of care where they need it most and where it's useful for them, whether it's chart data from a hospital, whether it's gaps in care that may come from a payer, whether it's diagnosis gaps that's coming from uh, AI tools or other tools that are out there, we're bringing that data into the provider workflow natively and naturally in the way the provider works. And so we bring those insights forward, then they can take action upon that data uh, and then provide the right therapies for the patient. There's actually never been as much data available at, at the point of care as there is available today. That creates an entirely new problem for providers who have to make sense of these vast quantities of available data in a very short amount of time during the visit. My name is Dan Fabius. I am the Chief Medical Informatics Officer of Contensus Medical Group. The amount of data that you see in the chart is um, 
an overwhelming problem. We spend a ton of time on data gathering. So the better the system that you're working with, uh, the better that it presents that data to you based on your specialty, based on the reason the patient's there, based on your goals of that encounter. Um, so it's always important to try to be as efficient as possible at what you're, where you're going in the chart and the number of clicks. The better that you are as a user, the better you're learned on your system, the more likely you're gonna find uh, that information quickly. What's amazing is over the time period, over, over multiple decades, providers have only had 20 minutes with their patients. And yet, we have inundating them with more data than ever before. That's again Shad Dodd, who leads the teams building clinical workflows in Athena One. So one of the things we're doing is bringing simplicity to the complex, taking that data and making sense of it in the context of the patient and the reason they're visiting the, the, the practice and the provider. We're bringing that data in naturally into the chart and into the workflow, which is most important for the provider. As an example, bringing in a diagnosis or a, a, a potential diagnosis or a suspected diagnosis for the patient, we're bringing that right into where the provider would expect to see that information. Or seeing patient chart information, discharge notes, we're bringing that into the practice and into the chart for the provider to see and make sense of it. So it's starting to make a system work for the provider how they think and how they work, making it work for them. I think it can be very challenging for someone who's never worked clinically to decide what is important in clinical workflow and what's not important and to prioritize uh, feature and function development appropriately. Neela Jessel once more. I think there's often the perception um, on the customer side, especially from clinicians, that it's just a bunch of software engineers developing product without any clinical insight. And for a physician, this can get very frustrating, right? Because as a physician, I don't understand why that button was placed here when I wanted it over here, right? And my first impulse is to say, was there even any clinician input? This is not how we do it, right? And obviously, like most software developments, we do extensive research. We speak to many customers, many clinicians to get insights into features and functionality before we actually put it into development. We do lots of pilot testing, but I still think putting together a clinical advisor board gives customers an increased sense of confidence that yes, the clinical voice is at the table. The clinical voice is really being heard and taken into consideration. I'm Dr. Katherine Gregory. I'm a gynecologist and I work in a solo practice in San Francisco for the last 27 years. I joined the clinical advisory board because I wanted to be in the room where it happens, to quote a quote from Hamilton. And I look at the clinical advisory board as a group of people that are very invested in um, influencing the decisions in the path and prioritizing those biggest pain points that are there right now in the uh, workflow of taking care of patients. And I also love collaborating with both, you know, all levels of clinicians as well as administrative uh, people. It takes all of us to take a patient from a, an appointment visit all the way through um, and, and we all need to kind of put our heads together as far as how to make that process as smooth and seamless as possible. I joined the Clinical Advisory Board in the hopes to help every provider. That's the voice of Dan Fabius again. I worked uh, for a, a health system before this. 
I was able to give lots of input to our EMR vendor at the time. And I'm really looking forward to being able to do that and have been able to do that. And the more I can help you guys, the more I can help providers and the more providers can help, the more patients I can help. Um, through my career, one patient's never been enough. Um, I like to get to millions of uh, helping patients. So if I help you guys change one workflow, I've helped millions of patients. Obviously, as the chief medical officer, I'm, I have deep insight into the product. I'm using the product as a physician. I'm very familiar with the product and I have the clinical expertise, but I'm still an N of one. So having the advisory board amplify my voice and help translate between our customers and our product developers, I think it's a huge added benefit to Athena at large. And, and having these types of conversations within the advisory board, really talking through the issues with deep clinical expertise and knowledge is also very valuable for our product team and our product developers who may not have the opportunity otherwise to listen to so many clinicians talk about their needs and wants and ideas for future feature and functionality. Hearing from clinicians and actually seeing clinicians work is so energizing. Again, Chad Dodd from Athena Health. To see our application in process being used by providers uh, is what we're all here for and why Athena is such a great place to work. Athena works in a collaborative manner where we can watch, witness, observe how providers are using the software and then pivot and change both our application, our workflows, our configurability to improve that experience that's there. So as an example, I, I've had an opportunity to watch providers work and document where they have to document procedures and they're using two different systems. They have to use Athena and their hospital system. Two different screens, two different monitors. That's where it gives us the energy that says, hey, we can make this simple. We can make this easy. We can make and have a comprehensive, intelligent, and tailorable solution all within Athena that brings that patient data from the hospital into the workflow. Same thing, watching our providers and the clinical advisory board work through their inbox. By observing and watching them use the inbox and using our application, we can better understand ways in which we can improve it. It's how do we take technology and improve that workflow? And it's that marriage in collaboration with our providers that makes this a very special relationship. And the Clinical Advisory Board is essential for that partnership. I know that Athena has to prioritize. Here's Kathy Gregory again. So I think that there's always um, interest in what I as an individual, we as a group, uh, think and our pain points, but I realize that, you know, there is a bigger population to, to pay attention to. And there's some things that may seem kind of trivial, but they affect a lot more people. And those that are like very significant and may be, even though they don't affect a lot, but they translate into a patient safety issue. So that may be a priority. So there's so much thinking and complexity and how to improve the product and can continue to improve. Um, and I appreciate that. It's very important for the product experts to hear directly from the clinician. Remember, many of the product folks have never had the opportunity to actually see clinicians or even a clinical practice setting in action um, because they live on the technology side of the aisle. So having the opportunity to hear directly from real life users of our products, from actual clinicians, what it's like to use our product and also what may work or may not work well about the product, I think is extremely valuable. It also helps us to 
either validate or dispel our assumptions and really ensure that we are going into the correct directions of our product development and meeting our customers where they would like us to meet them. Well, I, I've been fortunate enough to work with multiple EMR vendors in my time. And one of the things I really like about Athena is the receptiveness um, to the users. The way that we can interact with uh, the resource and community, the fact that you guys even have a clinical advisory board and the giving that feedback has been tremendous. The feedback that we receive from our providers, our users, and clinical advisory board alike directly impacts where the roadmap is and what we're investing in and where we go. We want to tackle those pain points, the biggest pain points, that are going to improve their experience, have them delighted, have them happy, you know, and really provide that great experience on Athena. And so understanding their feedback, their comments, their workflows that are pain areas or opportunities for improvement is critical for how we enhance the application and where we invest going forward. Any clinicians now using Athena One who would like to be part of the Clinical Advisory Board in the future should look out for our next round of applications this spring or reach out to us via podcast at athenahealth.com for more information. Once more, here's Chad Dodd, who leads the teams that are now actively listening to clinician feedback. One specific example is that we hear frequently that our providers say that Athena Clinicals is a one-size-fits-all designed and developed for primary care. And after receiving that feedback from many providers, we've been on a journey to create a tailorable and intelligent clinical workflow solution. And we're doing that through whether it's configurable briefing, whether it's a configurable encounter, whether it's social history improvements, or now we're getting into specialty-specific content, like ASCs. These are all areas and workflows that are tailored to how the provider works and configurable for them. I'm joined now by Mary Cusack, who's part of what we call the voice of the customer team, whose role is to amplify the feedback we get from customers. As we record this, we have surpassed 1,000 customer ideas implemented as functionality in Athena One, and those implemented ideas reflected over 100,000 votes from Athena One users. Mary, thanks for joining us. I'd like to start by looking at how you and your team receives and reviews feedback from customers. How does that process get started? Hi, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, the voice of the customer team receives feedback from a variety of different channels that include ideas that are submitted directly from our customers on our success community, service gaps that are submitted by customer success managers on behalf of clients, the net promoter score surveys, which are deployed several times a year, either through AthenaNet or via email, and from the incoming feedback from users that participate in our user groups. Each of us on the voice of the customer team um, is designated to a particular area. For example, I'm specifically aligned with the clinicals product, but I have colleagues that work in collector and communicator. One of my responsibilities is to continuously review the incoming feedback to advocate on behalf of clinicians and clinical staff who use Athena One. I do this by reading each individual piece of feedback that's submitted, analyzing the data, and then organizing the feedback into different categories or themes that can be shared with the product team. The data is then refreshed on a monthly basis so that product has the most up-to-date information. So I know many of our listeners have engaged with the ideas space before, and I know many of them have seen their ideas with 500 votes or 1,000 votes, and they may wonder why those ideas aren't being prioritized necessarily. What are the factors that determine which ideas get addressed? How much of it is the votes? It's a good question, one we hear multiple times. 
From an idea perspective, more votes coming in from multiple customers on a success community idea is better, but votes are just one component. There are a lot of factors that go into what we prioritize. So for example, first and foremost, we need to adhere to any regulatory requirements. We also need to address any critical issues that arise and impact a component of our functionality, especially in regards to stability. And then our product team will look to develop the items that customers will look forward to being new features and enhancements. It's really important to keep in mind that new features tend to vary in complexity, which has a direct impact on our roadmap and the timeline to anticipate developing new functionality. So what's the best way for users to know if their idea is close to being addressed? Sure. So we update the statuses of the idea so that customers can understand where their idea is in the process, and we'll provide written perspectives on ideas with a large number of votes that aren't necessarily being addressed right away. We're also streamlining our processes to close the loop with customers so they have more real-time information on if their idea is going to be part of an alpha or beta or when the product team has implemented their idea. I do want to take this opportunity to emphasize that customer feedback is critical to the product team's process. So for all those listening, please continue to submit your feedback. So are there other ways customers can provide input into the way we're developing the Athena One that they're using every day? Yes. So we strongly encourage customers to participate in any early research studies like concept tests or any alphas and betas that might be currently available. For those listening that may not be aware, alphas and betas are an opportunity for customers to test certain parts of the functionality and provide feedback directly to our product teams. There's a, certain, there's a few ways you can learn about alphas and betas. Um, so you can either talk to your customer success manager or visit the alpha and beta landing page on the success community to sign up. Well, thanks so much for that insight, Mary. We really appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Brian. Here's what else you should know this month. One feature that has come directly from feedback from the Clinical Advisory Board is the addition of an Hippocrates icon in the Medications Chart tab to allow clinicians to review drug information at the point of care before entering a prescription. As we record, we're finalizing our beta testing of this feature. We anticipate making it available for all clinicians in Athena One in early May. Stay tuned to this podcast feed for more information about how we beta test new features in Athena One. In case you missed it, we made our most recent enhancements to Athena One with the spring 2023 release in late March. You can still check out the release centers on the success community for more information about the features we released, as well as help customizing or configuring any of the features that may require you to take specific steps to fully benefit from what they offer. We'd love for you to mark your calendars now for Thrive, Athena Health's annual summit scheduled for October 9th through 11th in Austin, Texas. Thrive brings together over 2,000 users, partners, and leaders within the healthcare community to connect, learn best practices, and share new perspectives on some of the biggest challenges we face. Research has shown strong correlation between training on an EHR and satisfaction on an EHR. So if you want to be more proficient on Athena One, be sure to check out the training opportunities available, ranging from virtual classrooms to one-on-one clinical coaching. And it's all free. Visit the success community and click on the training tab at the top of the page to learn more. Are you interested in collaborating with your peers to network, share ideas, and get tips on how to make the most of Athena Health products and services? Visit the success community to join a user group. Most are organized around medical specialties, cardiology, pediatrics, and behavioral health, for example, but others are around specific topics, interests, roles, and products. 
Don't forget to check out the Athena Health Marketplace. With over 350 partners across 62 capabilities and 60 specialties, the Marketplace enables you to curate your Athena Health experience under one platform based on your specific business needs. Over 70% of Athena Health customers use one or more Marketplace partner. Go to marketplace.athenahealth.com and filter by specialty or capability to find solutions to support your business, integrating seamlessly and powering the most open, scalable platform in healthcare. We're working to create a thriving ecosystem that delivers accessible, high-quality, and sustainable healthcare for all, and we'll talk to you again soon.